So Lord, I just come before you thankful for your words, thankful for your presence, thankful for your strength. Lord, I ask that you just forgive me of all my sins, whether I know about them or not. Just wash me clean in your blood. Give me your words so that I can preach what you need me to say. All glory and honor resides in your house. In Jesus' name, amen. So I spent some time just sitting in the presence, looking and listening and waiting on the Lord to figure out what, what new message do I, need to, do I need to give? And so as I'm, I'm listening and I'm waiting, I hear, I have this feeling of him saying, voice, search out my voice. So I spent time in the word researching his voice and the still small voice. And so as I'm researching and researching it, I just don't understand and it's not clicking in my mind as to why I am listening for his voice. Like, what is the purpose of his voice? And so as I am, as I'm, I'm reading this and reading this, it wasn't until, you know, the day before this that I truly realized what happened or what, why, why I needed to, to do this. And so I happened to open my Bible or my phone to the Bible app at like <laughs> zero dark 30 right before I went to bed and there was the daily verse. And so the daily verse was Proverbs 9 verse 10. And it said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And so... As I read that, it finally just clicked. Everything fell into place as to why I was needed to search and, hear and, and understand what his voice is. Because if I understand and have a knowledge of the Holy One, I, I receive understanding and what he is trying to do both in my life and in the lives of those around me. And, and to me, that's important. And so he started to show me, you know, different things about him. And the first one he wanted me to see was his voice, to search for was his voice. And now the voice is separate than the word, than the Bible. Yes, scripture is God breathed and God influenced, but the voice is different than the written words of someone. You can tell the tone, you can tell the love, you can tell everything about a person as you hear their voice and how they speak. So he wanted me to gain understanding and or knowledge of the Holy One so that I can gain more understanding of who he is. And so this still small voice I've only heard it once in my life, a very audible yes as I was in the car praying, and it just gave me so much peace. And so, so as I took Proverbs 9.10 and I started to look through the Bible as to what, what, you know, the knowledge and understanding of God, more verses needed 
just kind of revealed themselves. So if you go to Ephesians 1, verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. So if you have knowledge of him, you will understand the calling on your life. You need to start seeking the knowledge of him to understand that calling and gaining the wisdom that we need in order to serve him properly. And so if you go to 1 Chronicles 16.11... Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. So it says, seek the Lord. Seek his face. It doesn't say right there to seek his word, which you should, but it says seek his face. Seek the Lord. That is separate than his living word. You are to seek him personally. And yet I think... Sometimes I have failed to do that. I have, sought, I have sought him through his word versus spending my time seeking him personally, which is what I need to do because I have a personal relationship with Jesus. I can have a personal relationship with the Lord. You can't have a personal relationship with a book. It is what it is, but the Lord is alive. I can have that personal relationship. I need to start seeking him for that relationship. Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. It doesn't say, be still and know my word. It will be exalted among the nations. It will be exalted in the earth. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You're to seek after him to know him. Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For the, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So my thoughts translate what I believe God is saying to me in the Bible. The only way to not lose that, trans- get to that information, get lost in translation, is to seek his voice and seek him personally. So I hear him saying it to me. And if, so all of these are saying, seek the Lord personally. Seek his face. Seek him. Know him. I am. 
Everything is him. Not his word, which we are not discounting, but we are to have a personal relationship with the Lord. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you have seen the Lord. So that means we can see God. We can talk to God. But so many times we place more importance on his word than we do the importance of having a personal relationship with God. And so he wants me to seek his voice. And so as I'm seeking or as I'm looking in the word for examples of listening to his voice, I'm... uh, Images and, and stories of the Bible, from the Bible are coming into my head. You're talking about Abraham and how he walked with God and talked with God. You know, you're talking about Moses sitting there and talking with God. You're, sitting, you're talking about Elijah having conversations with God. And all of these know God personally. They know God's voice Adam knew God's voice personally. They didn't seek the words of God. Moses had the Ten Commandments, but he didn't go and just say, oh, that's all I need to know is about God are the Ten Commandments. No, he still went after it. Elijah had the Ten Commandments and and all, all the five books, early five books of the Bible. But he still went after God and went after the voice. So why are we excluding his voice and just seeking after his word? So many seek his word. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. So everyone seeks the word of God. Everyone should seek scripture. 2 Timothy 3:16 through 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you should be reading the word. You should be studying the word. I'm not excluding that, but I'm saying there is more to it. The author and finisher is more and is alive than just what this leather-bound paper says. So what, so as I hear this, him say to me, seek my voice, seek my voice. I start, I I asked and I listened and I said, okay, what does, what does that even mean? And so I, I started searching in the Bible. What about his voice, his voice, not his word, his voice. And so I got to the main story I read was 1 Kings 19. And it was verses 11 through 13. Then he said, this is God. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind 
tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? So, so many times we just seek the power of God and we stop there. We seek his miracles for our lives. We seek the earthquakes. We seek the winds. We seek the the fire that comes preceding that still small voice. So many times we stop there and don't wait, don't listen for that still small voice. Elijah recognized the power of God, but still he waited. Still he waited until he heard the still small voice. That's when he knew the Lord was there and the Lord was listening and he wrapped himself before he went out into the presence of that voice. And I have been guilty of it. So many times I've just been like, Lord, reveal myself, but in, reveal yourself. But in, in reality, I just said, do, do my dirty work for me. Don't, don't reveal yourself too much, just enough that it makes me comfortable. And so many times I haven't waited for his voice. I get too impatient. I pray and I don't listen. All I do is talk, talk, talk. And so over these times of searching for him, there have been, you know, stretches of weeks where I just am led to go into seclusion and sit there and soak in his presence. Not ask anything, not pray anything, just sit there. And I wait for the voice, and I wait for his leading in my life and what I need to do. So if we look at Exodus 24, verse 16. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. So the voice God called out of the clouds. In Matthew 17, 5. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. A voice came out of the cloud. God led the Israelites in the wilderness by day in a column of cloud. The presence of God followed. But were we listening? Are we listening for that voice to speak out of 
Him leading us in our lives. Because I have no doubt that there is a cloud leading me. God is leading me because I seek after him. So he is leading me in my life. But am I seeking and listening for that voice to come out of that cloud and my leading in my life? So that's where it comes from, out of the cloud. But are your eyes too clouded by judgment, by sin, by lies? To even see the glory cloud in front of you. The glory cloud leading you that makes your ways clear. Ezekiel 43. Verse 2. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. The sound of many waters. Ezekiel chapter 1. Verse 24. When they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of many waters, like the voice of the Almighty, a tumult like the noise of an army. And when they stood, they let down their wings, like the sound of many waters, like the voice of the Almighty. So he compares that to the voice of the Almighty. These are men that have heard the voice of God and they understand the power in it and they're trying to describe what it, what it is for us so that when we start seeking that voice, we can realize and understand what it is that we're hearing. So I took that in time and I'm like, all right, I got to sit in the, pre- I want to sit in the presence and just as I'm, I'm sitting down, normally I listen to soaking worship music, but I instead put on sounds of, of a river and a, and a crick. And as I'm listening to it, I pass out and I'm gone. I am like falling asleep, but I wake up and there is a peace and a rest that I had that I haven't felt in so long. But I listen to the, the, the waters. And, and it, was, it was strength that I got out of it. It was, it was constant and always pushing. But there was peace in it. And so if you, if you go back to the Elijah story, there is power. The power of God precedes that still small voice. And the same voice is in the rush, sounds like rushing waters. It's peace, it's calmness, it's steady, it's everything that we need in our lives. 
that we don't look after. Our lives are so busy, so jam-packed. How often do we really seek peace? We think that sitting in front of the TV is peace or listening to the music is peace. It's all noise. How often do we seek God's peace? Because it's needed. It's needed. Numbers 7, verse 89. Now when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, he heard the voice of the one speaking to him from above the mercy seat. That was on the Ark of the Testimony. Above the mercy seat. The voice comes out of the cloud from a place of mercy. Where we are forgiven our sins on the mercy seat. The blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat as an atonement for our sins. He's there waiting for us. Ready to forgive us. If we just repent. But so many times we, we are scared of that voice. And so we don't repent. Or we, can, or we lie to ourselves saying we're good. The blood already covers us. But he's sitting there on the mercy seat waiting for us. God is the same today as he was then. So he's still sitting, waiting, speaking to us from the mercy seat. Why don't we go to that? Psalm 29. You know, we, we've seen that there is power that precedes that still small voice and that there is peace, and that it's coming from a place of mercy and forgiveness. But do we really understand and realize the power in that voice? Elijah did. He wrapped his face before he went out to hear that voice. But so Psalm 29, just to put it in perspective, give unto the Lord O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says, Glory! 
The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. There is power in that still small voice to strip the forests, to shake the wilderness. But there is majesty in it, and it is peaceful, and it is as gentle to help the deer give birth. There's beauty in birth, and that voice brings that. So do you understand the gamut of what that voice can do in your life? What he does do in your life, if you just let him continue to speak and listen to his voice. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. That's why we need to seek his voice. Because the more you seek him personally, you're going to gain understanding and there's going to be a clarity in the purpose of your life. Jesus knew the purpose of his life because he sought the voice of God. You know, I highly doubt Mary probably said to him, hey, I beg- we gave birth to you so you can die. He understood from an early age that he was supposed to seek the Lord. And listen to the voice. And the voice of God gave him the strength to go up on that cross and die for us. To deal with all of the loss, all of the heartache leading up to it. And it gave him everything he needed. He didn't want for anything. You know, there's no record of Jesus whining about anything. He asked for the cup to be taken from him, but he knew the voice of the Lord. And so he knew his purpose, and it gave him the strength to do that. But are we so intimate with the Lord and so hungry after hearing his voice that we know our purpose? That we can walk through our lives with a purpose and a strength that people go, who are you? You know, Jesus in his earthly body was not of beautiful form, but because he was so in tune with the voice of the Lord, people were drawn to him. Deuteronomy 28. Verses 1 and 2. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You're to obey the commandments, but he says, obey the voice. 
You are called to obey the voice. And it's by obeying the voice of God that the blessings come. You obey the word of God, not the word of man or what even I say. You should be searching the word yourself, not relying on me to feed you the word. But you should be seeking the word, understanding what it says about you, and then seeking the voice to make sure that you are interpreting it correctly. And if you're not, and you're just letting me interpret it for you, you're wrong. If you're letting me challenge you and push you to the word, you need to look at yourself and say, do I hunger enough for the voice, for that power? And I don't think it's wrong to want the blessings of God. But it comes at a price that you need to start sacrificing other things to seek that voice. Because I have to believe that the blessings of God are way better than the blessings of man and anything that I could get for myself in this life. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Verse 25 through 30. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. As I said to you, you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So do you understand that if you are calling yourself a Christian and saying that you follow God, but you're not seeking after His voice, you are wrong! And you need to reevaluate your relationship with the Lord. If you are just a Sunday Christian and Monday you look completely different, you might not be one of the sheep. And that's a hard thing to say and grasp, but there is a difference between a head knowledge of God and a heart knowledge of God. You can go through seminary and be ordained a pastor and still not be, have a heart change from God. You will just have the academic knowledge of God. But with a heart change comes a different outlook on life, a different way of living your life, a different way of talking to people about your life. And if you have had a heart change by God, you're going to seek after more of Him. So Proverbs 9.10, the knowledge of Him, of the Holy One, is understanding. You want to know what your life is supposed to be like? Start seeking His voice and He'll tell you. Start, you're, in a, you're in a hard place? Start seeking His voice and you'll find peace. 
You, you, are you terrified? Are you in a place of fear? Well, guess what? There is power that surrounds that voice. And it will deliver you. There, the power in that voice alone will deliver you and bring you peace and rest. But you got to seek after the voice. You got to start seeking after God. The word is just a lamp unto your feet, illuminating the path to understanding and wisdom of who God is. It's leading you to the throne room. It's leading you to God to have a, start making a personal relationship with Him. But so many times we look at the Bible as the end-all, be-all. And that's as, far as, that's as close as we can get to the Lord. And the Bible right there is telling you that's not true. We can, we can be like the Elijahs. We can be like the Moseses and the Jesuses in the way that we can walk with God. We can hear His voice. But do we have the guts to seek it? Do we have the guts to challenge what the church says are the capabilities of our relationship with Him? That's why it is so important to read the Bible for yourself. Don't let my interpretation of what the Bible, of what the Lord led to me, verify it on your own. And seek His voice. I'm not above correction. I'm not above reproof. That's the whole purpose of the Bible. In 2 Timothy, we said, But I am here witnessing to you that there is more to go after than just these papered words, these inked words. There is a living God out there, and He's wanting to speak to you from the mercy seat. Are you willing to listen? So, Lord, I just ask you and come before you that you start speaking to us, that we hear your voice, that we search for it more, that we hunger for it more, that as we read these accounts of those that have walked with you, that we become jealous for it, jealous and hungry for who you are and to hear that voice of many waters. We understand the power and the glory that is you and that surrounds you but we ask that you draw us in and let us know you on a deeper level than we ever thought was possible. So Lord, anything that I said, let it fall on deaf ears, but your word, your voice, let it speak to us and call out to us and draw us ever nearer to you as we seek the knowledge of the Holy One, so that we may gain understanding of your will for our lives. All glory, all power, all strength and honor to your name. In your Son's precious name I pray. Amen.